You're watching Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. So it's Think, a podcast for learning. A podcast where we learn things so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue. With me, as always, is your also host, Paul Vine, and special guest, the Adventures. Vengeance. <laughs> Vengeance. Uh, this is uh, a unnumbered episode because we're doing a very special Think at the Movies um, talk about Batman. You're you're on theme. You've got the eyeshadow. I've got... Um, I've got the eyeshadow and the red lights. It's hard to tell. You just look like you have yeah, a secret. I do. I And oh. the secret is that I am Gotham's Reckoning. There is a thing, there's a particular thing that I'm trying to place, which is like a white, white face with dark, I, I like the exorcist, I guess, the, right? I just look really tired, actually, it's all yeah. it is. Yeah, you just look like shit. <laughs> I just look so tired. Well, you know I, who else is tired? You look like Paul Dano after he really got into character as the Riddler and then couldn't sleep well for a couple nights. We're going to jump around, I imagine. Uh, you know, hi, I'm Ian. I host, as you know, a podcast where I talk about uh, television, but I only like movies. So I'm happy here to be on Thim to talk about movies. Uh, and I we're going to, you know, I imagine we'll jump around and talk about the things we like. But I just want to say the noises that Paul Dano makes in The Batman are incredible. Incredible. Oh. Paul Dano may be one of our best noise actors. Oh. <laughs> He's in the jail cell just screaming yeah. that. Oh. Have, yeah, having a meltdown felt very, um, that like, almost exploited <laughs> Is how I felt about that. Where I'm just like, he's making the sounds that like certain people who are on the spectrum make when they are overstimulated, and it's just like brave it, choice. It, brave choice to make uh, the Riddler openly autistic. It's I love that somebody referred to it as um, the reverse yassification of the Riddler <laughs> compared to like the Jim Carrey Riddler <laughs> well, or the deyassification. So what happens to Jim Carrey's Riddler that makes him start wearing question mark suits? Because he looks uh, early on, he looks effectively the same as Paul Dano. He's got shiny. What happens glasses. to him? Uh, what happens to him is that Bruce Wayne shuts him down. Because that's the difference. Is that he just gets rejected earlier? Because in Batman Forever, it's at the start where he, where uh, Edward Nygma like corners Batman, or corners Bruce Wayne while they're giving the presentation. And he's like, I want to show you this invention. And they're like, shut the fuck up, you nerd. Well, at the end, uh, I don't remember what name they give the Riddler. That's like Edward it's Needler. Not, it's not, it's not Edward Northman. Nor- or Edward Northman. Edward, Edward Norton. Uh, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about the Batman a bunch. I want to say, I saw this we with We are going to talk about the Batman a bunch. Before that, though, or I want to just say... I, I saw this trailer... Uh, I, I live here in Columbus, Ohio... And the theater I go to has a lot of Ohio State students that will go to them. And I happened to see it on a night where there were a bunch of Ohio State students. And there was a Northman trailer. And the Ohio State bros that were treating the Batman screening like it was a bar and just kept left and getting beers were like, bro, this movie looks fucking sick. So now I'm just like, the Northman is going to make $60 million. Dude, probably. Uh, we're getting uh, two questions from the chat. Uh, newest one, is there a hottest person in this movie? Zoe Kravitz. Oh, um, yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright's a cutie. I don't know no, what to yeah, tell you. Yeah. The pause I have is it's Robert Pattinson is next. Yeah. But I want to stress that Andy Serkis plays hot Alfred. He doesn't fall in the top three, but he is clearly hot Alfred. Hot. He is, is hot Alfred. 
it's this movie is so is he gay? this movie's so smoking that uh they it even feels had like- to get colin farrell as the ugly guy like they couldn't uh, they wouldn't have let an actual ugly guy in this movie I, the thing, the thing about Andy Serkis's Alfred to me is that I feel like more than any other Alfred, he's queer coded. I could see like, this. Why? Like that? I just the the way he carries because himself. Because he's really into opening letters. When yes. he was like, I used to work at the circus. But, but yes, he's, <laughs> I don't know how to be a father. I just taught you to fight. Typical yeah. uh, uh, gay father trope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more than like Michael Caine's, like I shot a man in Vietnam just to watch him die. In the way that Alfred does it, child playing with a ruby, size of a tangerine. In the way that Alfred doesn't like look at the old woman that also works at the house and goes like, "A wooga, wooga." What do you think about her, Bruce? Yeah, I guess you could say he's queer coded. There's been a lot about the yassification of Aunt May, (laughs) moving from. Uh, uh, Rosemary Harris, uh, I yeah. believe, is uh, <laughs> is the Sam Raimi one, and then you get Sally Fields, hot, and then you get Marissa Tomei, hot. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like mid, no, uh, and then, but we haven't talked about the yassification of Alfred because you get uh, what is it, Michael Go, I uh, the original, the old who, one does look like the mummy like he looks like inches from death by the last one and then they're like okay here's michael kane and they're like great yeah and they're like jeremy irons and you're like sure and then they're like andy circus i I, every time i see andy circus it throws me off because i'm so used to him being like a gremlin man uh i would say friend of the show my co-host on andy as circus. you know Stephen Bowden. yeah <laughs> okay. andy circus did not realize that andy him, circus huh? was alfred in this movie <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, weird to see him like standing up straight and dress well rather than being a complete fucking monster with the worst posture. Also, he's playing, which characters he's playing in this movie are queer coded besides Alf, uh Jar Jar Big's biggest fan ass? All like all of them. The well, I, no, I, there's one character who's not queer coded and it is fucking Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman who is explicitly bisexual. That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's explicitly bisexual. That is character it? is explicitly bisexual. Uh, the most queer coded relationship in this ep- in this film is Batman and uh, Jim Gordon. That is the romantic tension, which uh, Catwoman acknowledges at one. Point. I mean, when, Batman, when, Batman is definitely queer coded because there is nothing hotter than riding around on a motorbike with another person riding around on a motorbike. That is that is like hotter. That's that's, when, the height, that's the height of like queer love is is riding around on motorbikes together. I think, but having to go your separate ways. Damn, yes, it's probably like. What do you think Easy Rider was about? He's I've never wrong. seen Easy Rider. Uh, <laughs> Easy Rider, Ian. Have you seen Easy Rider? Yeah, it's mostly it's, it's mostly about how you shouldn't you shouldn't get involved in with a drug trade. Yeah, it's like don't do drugs and also like watch out for rednecks. No, it's fine to do drugs. Don't sell drugs. Yeah, don't get, what it, don't get involved on the business yeah. end of drugs. Yeah. And, Drugs um, are fun to do, but bad to move. Don't trust is what Easy Rider is about. Do not trust a strange redneck in a truck. Also, it's kind of about like if Dennis Hopper is your best friend, you need to pause and rethink everything that led you to that exact moment. Yeah. What Batman villain should Dennis Hopper? One of Hopper my favorite play? movies is uh, the American Fred, <laughs> which is basically about not befriending Dennis Hopper. Uh, um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a movie I've been meaning to get to. 
Uh, and, I think uh, Dennis Hopper could do a really good Clayface. Oh yeah, we need to we need to bring Clayface back. Uh, I was the, the Batman animated series did right by Clayface. We need to bring him back. I was thinking that he would do a killer Mister Freeze, like Blue Velvet with the mask. Only instead, it's hmm. Ice Bane, a Venom. Lit- yeah, literally his character from Blue Velvet, but he's Bane. Hey, um, jumping all the way to the end of the Batman, I don't know how we want to structure this. Did you get a vague, te- like, meant by vague, I mean, direct tease to the uh, the concept of Venom existing in the universe of the Batman? Absolutely. Now, let's jump back. Yeah. Let's save the end for the end. Let's get started yeah. at the beginning of this. Ben Affleck. Okay, hold up. Real quick. To be clear, really quick, to be clear, the term Venom has come up multiple times, and because my brain is broken, I was thinking of Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is Venom. We are finally free of Eddie. Whoa. Tom Hardy, who was Bane, who used Venom. Tom Hardy, who's also Venom, who rides around on a motorbike, and if I remember, is bisexual in Venom. How good would it be? How good would it be if they just brought Tom Hardy's Tom Hardy's Bane into the Batman sequel? We're just like watching the trailer and we're like, holy fuck, I don't know anything about the Batman 2, whatever they're calling it. And then it's just like I am Gotham's reckoning, which is like, oh my god, and he's would, back. It would be even more bonkers if they show Tom Hardy and they tease it, and then it's revealed at the end that actually it's Eddie Brock as Venom, and we're we're finally doing the multiverse. We've Mar- MCU, your fucking fucking heart DCEU have put their things aside, and no, we're no, no. Finally doing the this crossover is- with the Living Tribunal, and and like we're gonna get Nightclaw. I'm taking <laughs> my pants off. Man. I'm taking her at last. <sighs> ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> one of my... No, you know what? I'm gonna take a step back. I was gonna say one of my problematic faves. I'm just gonna say one of my faves. I think Matt Damon is the problematic one in that dynamic. Uh... Yeah, Matt, Matt Damon likes using some some words. Crypto. Um, and selling and crypto, NFTs. That's right. NFTs and uh, F-slurs? LA's own, own Crypto.com Arena. Brought to you by Matt Damon. Brought to you by Matt Damon. So this started, right, way back when, as, again, I've never seen any of the DCEU Ben Affleck Batman movies. Um, I have seen... Every Batman movie. Well, this, this started as uh, when Ben Affleck was going to write, direct, and star in his own Batman movie. And God damn, aren't you glad that fell through? I think Ben Affleck's Batman was fine. Do you yes. think Ben Affleck has ever written and directed a, a good movie? The Town. I haven't seen The Town. I did guess he I'll do Argo? Is that him? Did he, want... he did Argo. Argo's fine. Argo's, Argo's one good. of those movies... If Argo didn't win Best Oscar, so like, yeah, if it didn't win Best Picture, we'd all be like, yeah, it's a totally fine movie, but it won Best Picture, so instead we're all like, fuck that movie. But instead it'd be like, you know, that was a pretty enjoyable flick. Argo is mid at best. Uh, takes yeah, that's so why it's... So many liberties with reality. And also, is, there's fair. a part in that movie when it shows Ben Affleck's kid who has the Star Wars toys, and they're on a stand. And for okay. some reason, the Jawa is where it says Sand Person, and the Tusken Raider oh. is where it says Jawa. So they paid no the, fucking attention to what was going on. My biggest problem with Argo is the number of times they say, uh, Argo, fuck yourself. That's the one thing I liked about that movie. <laughs> is it more It'd be fun if they did it once. They do it like seven times in that mm-hmm. movie. Oh, 
No, no, but it's got no. Scoot McNary and Carrie Beach, and they're very cute. You know, and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is um, Achilles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Orlando Bloom is there. Yes. Uh, and he- uh, Hector is that who he played in that movie? I don't. What? I never Wait. saw. I never saw Troy. No, we're talking about Argo. Yeah, Brad Pitt was Achilles. Uh, Orlando Bloom was uh, shit. Who is Par- uh, Paris? Paris. Yeah, that's Paris. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Eric Bana's Hector. And Diane Kruger is Helen of Troy, and Brian Cox. You guys are talking about shut the fuck up about Spartans. Uh, These are Trojans. What's the Kanye West line? Uh, You know you can't roam without Caesar. Keep it three hundred, just like the Trojans. Exactly. So let's do that. Did uh, question from the chat that was ignored? Did Paul Dano do incelism for this movie? Yes. No. I. I think Paul Nano fucks. He does. Oh, in real life. You're right. Yeah, because he's with um Zoe Kazan. Thank you. Kazan? I was gonna go with... wait. Zoe? Yeah, Kazan. I'm sorry. Like related. Elia to... Kazan's granddaughter. Okay. Yeah, the fucking. I'm gonna name names, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. The most cancelable thing about Paul Dano. All right. Who I do really like, and I enjoyed his directorial debut. Uh uh wildfire which Listen, i Kazan, did he name names absolutely did he also make a face in the crowd he did i say that's about all right cool i think it cancels out i should move a face in the crowd up on my watch list yeah do you want to see andy griffith be like a fucking weird like asshole always just like a huge fucking prick nick can you like weigh in this charismatic this... incredible uh, yeah you should watch that uh, Nick, weigh in on this real quick. Uh, top of your head, we did Seinfeld on the most recent episode of As You Know, mm-hmm. and we were debating whether or not that is the most successful television show named after uh, just a character. Mm-hmm. And we kind of agreed on that. Is next the Mary Tyler Moore show? Because then we were like, oh shit, you also got the Andy Griffith show, the, the Bob Newhart show. show. The, oh, you're right. Frazier? Well, no, no, no. Frazier isn't the actor. That was what we were like, where it's just like the, the show is really the actor's Seinfeld, name. That's a character he plays. That's not the actor's name. This is also covered on an episode because I tried to pull up Seinfeld's Wikipedia to talk about where he came from on that, but instead I pulled up the Wikipedia page for the character Jerry Seinfeld. So okay, has played. How do you does gauge they, a show as like, being successful? Um, ratings, cultural pen- cultural penetration, general, just sort of like. Okay, yeah, I'd say probably the, the Cosby thing, Show. Yeah, no, it is. It is. No, you're you are right, and we didn't think to say that one, but you are right. Yeah, it, you don't want to say it. It's well, like, we were at trivia, the- and they and and uh, uh, we had to match the TV show to the slogan, and the slogan was "Misery Loves Comedy," and everyone was like, "That's Marin, right? It's Marin. It's Marin. It's Marin." We get the results back. It's Louie. But all of us oh. at the table forgot about Louie, and I was really proud of us in that moment. Yeah, you can hold your head up high. Yeah, no, we the, believe uh, the, in cancel culture. You know who, you know who did parts. not forget about Louis? The people of Ukraine right now, because he never man, made it there. No, he never oh. made it there. He's in the Netherlands. Like it sucks. He's in Amsterdam. Like yeah, the, uh, it would have been great if he was trapped in Ukraine and he had to, like, should, to take up arms. Should, if he if he traveled like uh, what three hundred kilometers away from Amsterdam, I believe the Hague is somewhere around there. That's where he's he should go. he's in the red light district, just torturing some poor sex worker. God, awful man. Um, bad guy. The, uh, by the way, the Marin tagline. The Riddler. Uh, uh, I was just going to say the Marin tagline was, pow, I just think I shit my pants. That's what? why you guys. Pow, I think I just shit my pants. That can't be that, right. 
That's uh, clearly that's the, the tagline. The Marin tagline. That's I know that that's a thing he would say during WTF. And then he would ask the person like what it was like when they met Lord Michaels, since mm-hmm. the defining moment in Marin's life was uh, Lord Michaels I, like shunning him. I love that Mark Marin is like Joe Rogan, but instead of DMT, it's Lauren Michaels. <laughs> Where he just like he'd be like, it's like, man, that's fascinating. Did you ever meet Lauren Michaels? <laughs> Lauren should play Lauren. Well, Lauren would have made a great penguin. Uh, the most cancelable uh, character in the Batman is Carmine the penguin. Bruce. The penguin. Bruce. Why? The Penguin is cancelable because it's fucking Colin Farrell in a fat suit, and that's bullshit. In the year 2022. Sorry. You're not wrong. It's the, fucking garbage. You know why it was... There are, okay. there are large actors you can hire yes. to play the fucking Penguin. You don't need well, to gus, gussy up. Yeah, that's probably is, not the right But term. James Gandolfini's <laughs> dead, and they that needed to get punished James Gandolfini. And, that's and, all they and, wanted. And the only reason... Feed him. Well, no, here's the reason why. Colin was down. This is truly the thing. But he had gained weight for a previous role and had gotten like an injury from it. So he couldn't do that again. And they're like, we'll just put you in the costume. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, And then it led to one of my favorite little anecdotes about it, which was day one when he had the costume on and he's like walking by and he says hi to Jeffrey Wright. And Jeffrey Wright has no idea who he is. And then realizes. I didn't know it was fucking Colin Farrell until the credits rolled and it said Colin Farrell. And I was like, who the fuck did he play in that film? And looked it up and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I think I think the new Gawker had this article. Wow. I apologize if it wasn't them. But where it's just like, it's, it's cliched to say that Brad Pitt is a character actor in a leading man's body. But Colin Farrell is actually that. Yeah. And he is, he is it, so clearly having fun as... The penguin in this film. Um, to, to answer the question and their actions, like not the character design, but the actual actions, it probably is John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Which I gotta say, <clears throat> spoiler, of course, when uh, Zoe Kravitz, when Selena oh. Gomez uh, says, uh, he's my father. Uh, th- that's fucked up. Like that was that that was the moment that really made that I couldn't suspend my disbelief for for because her dad's Lenny Kravitz. I know <laughs> who Lenny Kravitz is. Would you have accepted Jason Momoa? No. There's no, no one. No. You would have Zoe been like, Kravitz. That's your stepfather. There's no that way that is your stepfather. Like there's no way that Zoe Kravitz can say like he's my dad and me not think of the like I want to fuck a butterfly uh Lenny Kravitz yeah. lyrics video. By the way, yeah. Like, like a Milky Way. So I see John Turturro, and she's like, that's my dad. No, it's not. Your mom lied to you. Lenny Kravitz is out there somewhere in Gotham City. He was there do, on stage at the Gotham it's, Gardens. Oh, Lenny Kravitz 100%. His leather pants tore. His cock Mama Mia. Mama Mia, but it's about Selena Kyle determining if Carmine Falcone, Lenny Kravitz, or Clayface. Yeah, his her father. You guys really want to bring Clayface in? Um, He's a really sympathetic character in the Batman animated series. He's I imagine good. we're going to talk about who we think should be the villain of the next one. Paul, Paul you haven't you haven't seen um, the Harley Quinn animated series, right? No, there's a lot of Clayface. Oh there's my god, a, an incredible amount of Clayface. In Clayface it. is great in that show. Good show. And he's uh, what's his name? Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan. Isn't it Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. 
Tudyk. Yeah, uh, but he's doing like a pompous Shakespearean accent. It's you know? wild, wild to hear that he's playing a thing that's not a robot, considering like is he also than- the Joker in that? Yes, is he Jesus? Yeah, I think he. I think he voices the Joker in that as well. Because he's the robot in iRobot. He is the robot. I did not kill him. In, yeah, he's the robot in Rogue One. Great performance, actually. There's another. There's a god. I think there's another he's thing the where he's the pirate in Dodgeball. He's he's the, the guy villain who in Frozen. The ship in Serenity yes. and Firefly. He's, he's the, the chicken evil in King in Wrecked Ralph. Right, he has, he's the chicken in Moana. I think, hey, bro, uh, Paul, that guy gets a lot of work. I think you just tend to watch things with robots. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it's probably says more about my watch of like, oh, sci robots. Oh, a robot? yeah. I'll watch that. You see Look After you. Yang yet? No, I have not. I've heard it's good. Dad, that's on your list. That's got robots. I wanted oh, to do a double a feature. No, I wanted to I do a double robot. feature. Who is the character most like uh, Rupi? Car, uh, probably the Riddler, right? He writes like little poems to Batman. Yeah, and they're always. It's not just that he writes poems; they're it's that they're great. always dedicated to some guy. And there's like a little drawing with them, and you're just like, "We get it. You're horny." And he does. Move he does on. like some E.E. E. Cummings ass like uh, typography shit, where he's just like, "Ooh, what if I put words like here and here?" The capital A, lowercase B, capital A. Let's talk about this film as a, a holistic piece. All right, no, uh, um, I no? really okay, like. Let's not talk about. Let's not talk about the film. I really like the um, the inclusion of the cards, the like little cards that he writes. I've said this before. The Halloween card, or whatever it was, the I think it's Halloween card, the one the Zodiac killer actually left. Yes. People rarely talk about, and it's one of the most eerie fucking things involving the Zodiac Killer, besides the murders. Uh, it was nice to see that actually brought into, you know, a, a, a mainstream movie, a, a blockbuster movie. Well, have that's you read a creepy the, ass little thing? Have you read the Long Halloween? <sighs> I don't read comics, bro. I, I, yeah, all right, Ian, you can. I'll let you. I watch all the movies. Uh, so uh, I was just talking about the long Halloween earlier tonight as I was preparing myself for this podcast. So uh, I, uh, I I I want to say I failed you guys slightly. I wanted to watch. I wanted to rewatch the Dark Knight before I got to do this as well, because my gut instinct was I like the Batman and the Dark Knight kind of on equal footing because of the fact that the long Halloween is my favorite Batman story, and they both took from it. And the Dark Knight was like, we're going to take this half. And the Batman was like, cool, we're going to take the other half uh, where there's a serial killer targeting these people. And I really appreciate that. And I I think the thing that I really enjoyed with the Batman is that kind of like the Long Halloween, though the Long Halloween is like quasi a sequel to year one, is that the Batman is just like, you know who Batman is. It's year. I've been doing this two years. Like they get that right out of the way at the start. And you don't have to deal, you know, we don't see the Waynes die, which is very exciting for me. Even though it does diminish my supercut of all of the times the Waynes have died. We saw the uh, Waynes in this, but we didn't see them die, right? We didn't see them die, no. I, they, no, I love that this film, though, was just like, they're pieces of shit. <laughs> yes! Yeah. They fucking suck. And every other Batman movie has been like... Mr. Wayne, Thomas Wayne was such a philanthropist, and this movie finally is just like, no, rich people are bad. Though I, I do want to, I do want to give credit to Patrick Willems, uh, who did talk about this on Twitter, where somebody had the whole like, 
why doesn't Bat? Why doesn't Bruce Wayne give, you know, to these organizations? And they're and he's just like, this is the most boring basic take. This is what you say when you learn about it. You're like, and Bruce Wayne is for canonically been for years supported like housing developments and like affordable housing. But sometimes KG Beast just comes tearing through Gotham and there's nothing affordable housing will do in that. You can't apply real world politics to superheroes. Well, They're nonsense. And that's the that's great thing about this film is it also is just like, yeah, guess what happens to philanthropy money? <laughs> people are, yeah, rich, rich, rich people who give the charity, guess where that goes? Like... You know, until there's actual fucking like equity and like people have an actual say over what go what happens with the fucking money, the people who already wield power just fucking carve away big old pieces yep. from the roast. So, Paul, would you Incredible. say this Batman is woke? I don't know. I don't think this Batman is woke because this is the because this is the wokest Batman. It is he, the wokest I mean, Batman. He is this the wokest, but I don't think he's woke because if he was, he would have left with. Catwoman at the end, because that's what this film is about, is Catwoman saying, like, fuck the rich people, like, we're going to steal from them, we are going to, like, we're going to fight for an underclass, at least metaphorically, fight for an underclass, and Batman is like, he takes the other option, right? He has that at the end, and then he goes the other path, which is, no, I'm going to be a symbol of hope for these people. Two things on that, Paul. One, I would love this movie if, because they said they were originally planning it as a one-off. I would love if this were the one Batman who was just like, "Shit, you're right. I've been doing this for two years. That's long enough." You mean what the Dark Knight it? Rises? No, he's been doing that for like what a decade at that point. No, then he leaves. I know he quits. No, 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 no. In the dark, he does Batman Begins, and then he does. Then it's uh. So the Batman Begins ends with him getting the card from the Joker, and then the Dark Knight happens. Yeah. And then at the end of the Dark Knight, he's just like, I'll be the villain the city needs. And then the Dark Knight Rises opens, and they're just like, well, we haven't seen Batman since the <laughs> night that Harvey Dent died. And it's like seven years have gone by. So he was Batman for like a year. Yeah. Harvey Dent died, and then he retired for seven years. And they're like, well, now you get to stop being that. And I was like, no. Damn. No, <laughs> you're right. The Dark Knight Rises did suck. I thought that when I, I saw it, I still think that I also I haven't seen the, it. I don't since think I the Dark. It. I don't think the Dark Knight holds up. To go back to Ian's point earlier, yeah. I don't think the Dark Knight so holds either. up. Like I, Sarah, Sarah and I watched that not too long ago, um, and it. I bet it holds fine, up, but yeah, like, I, I bet I will. Atrocious. I bet it I will think it'll hold up at a bar, up. and I thought this looks shitty. Well, I well you weren't I, seeing I, it in Christopher Nolan's original uh, original image where uh, here's the it, thing: it, if you it saw it changes this movie, aspect ratio like four or five times. I couldn't hear what they were saying because the sound wasn't on, so it's basically in line with Christopher Nolan's vision. I so I, I have a really basic take, which is that it's still probably a pretty good movie. And my my basic take, as somebody who's spent far too much of his time thinking about superheroes and reading comics. Uh, I I think the the thing is is that as somebody who really truly does like all of these things and I'm mad that they've won the culture war, is that the gap between Batman and Spider Man and basically every other superhero other than the X Men who exist in their own universe of my beloved children is so wide and so pronounced that I will see a movie that's about one of those and I'll be like, oh right, you're the best of these. 
it's silly that we do all of these Spider- other Spider-Man things. 2, if we're talking mid-sequel. Spider-Man like, 2 is perfect. Spider-Man 2 is a million times better than A Dark Knight. I'm I, sorry. They're different movies. I agree. They're they different have different names. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight is bad and Spider-Man 2 is good. <laughs> I I will probably, and I, on the rewatch, I will probably think that it is a wonderfully made, well-executed film with one truly exemplary performance that elevates the rest of the film, which is it basically also, what I thought about the Dark Knight at the time. Dark Knight is also a thing that I honestly think part of what got the buzz for it is Heath Ledger dying. Like, like it is a Yeah, film. I won't deny that, yeah. Well, I that mean, definitely. what got the buzz for it was it was a Batman movie. Yeah, but but, I, I mean, I, but elevated and became a thing because so much of it became specifically about Heath Ledger's performance and then the like tragedy of Heath Ledger's life. Death. I genuinely think it was Heath a, Ledger wins that Oscar regardless if he dies. But it was also a weak year. But I think it went from being like, oh, Heath Ledger could win to like, well, it's wrapped up from the moment it, it debuts. Tremendous performance. And it's just really funny it's that wild uh, to, it's wild that two people have won Best Actor for um, the Joker. The Joker. <clears throat> Do you know the other character that actors, the only other character that has been portrayed by two different people to win the Oscar? The devil. No. James Bond. No. Uh, Hercules Porridge. Vito Corleone. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. And as it it looks at this point, there will be a third joining with this Oscar season uh, when Ariana DeBose wins for West Side Story, which it seems to be the indication. So the three iconic roles that will get you an Oscar are Vito Corleone from the Godfather series, um, Anita from West Side Story, one of the greatest musicals of all time, and the Joker. Put them in a movie together. I would love to see the Joker sing America. I would love to see the Joker sing America. Um, That's, that is the one thing I do love about The Dark Knight. Is that the Batman Begins is so firmly in a weird comic book universe version of Gotham. And then to represent almost like neoliberalism. They just move The Dark Knight to Chicago. And it's just fully like a sanitized downtown well, okay. Chicago. This is, a, this is a great jumping off point for one of my favorite things about this film of the, yeah. the, the Batman is the architecture and the look Absolutely. of the city because it it's, is it's so, Chicago. Well, no, because it's, it's so CGI firm, Chicago. It's so firmly, Chicago tripled. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> it so firmly establishes that whenever we are dealing with high class, like, Rich motherfuckers. Gold We've coast. got gothic, gothic architecture, and then whenever we are dealing with the slums or the seedy parts of the of Gotham, we've got <laughs> we've got like it's in Chicago. Yeah, we've got, but we've got. Remember we've when got, Batman's like, "Hey, Catwoman, you want to get a deep dish?" If yeah. if Batman and Catwoman were eating portillos yeah. on top of a building, ten out of fucking ten. You remember watching Batman. Watching Batman suck down a cake shake. Yeah, don't don't you remember when uh, Batman goes? Uh, he sees the bat signal in the sky and he goes and he interrupts Jim Gordon when he's just sucking down and he's a out of sloppy, breath. wet Italian Gordon. steak sandwich. Italian Gordon's out sandwich. of breath. I would love for like Ian. Let's like here's here's the bit for this season. Nick is we're gonna shoot. Um, Martha Wait. and Thomas Wayne being killed outside the movie theater, and it's gonna instead of the pearl necklace falling to the ground, it's gonna be a Portillo's cake shake. Okay, also that's um, good. I think we should do a, a thing that's the De, De Bears thing, but it's just like, oh, that's the Batman. 
Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been online. I've imagine? been watching this. Uh, yeah, I've been on this encrypted alt right website, and uh, I've been watching this crazy guy with a winter with this kind of crazy mask. I think he's bringing up some good points. I've been thinking about going to a public funeral and then going, going and standing right by the aisle and saying, "Hey, rich people, I don't like you," and just seeing what happens if some kind what, of uh, some kind of what, rich uh, string bean boy with floppy dark hair will like give me a little look. Would Chris Farley or Mike Myers have made a better Commissioner Gordon? Um, fuck. It depends what you want because I could see Chris, like Chris Farley's uh, slapstick routine. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. No, Phil you, Hartman is Commissioner uh, Gordon. Chris Farley Detective is Bullock. Detective uh, Bullock. Bane. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who's Detective no, it's Bullock. Bullock. Uh, uh, classic character in in Batman Mythos where it's always like, is he a corrupt cop? Is he a cop that takes it too far? Oh yeah. Or is there a difference? He's like he's like he's always the guy who's just oh, like Donald Lug. Donald Lug from yeah. Gotham. I yeah. love Donald Lug. Oh, uh, uh, Terriers. Uh, haven't seen it, but uh, Blade. Should check it out. Blade. He's great. He's in Blade. He's in Blade. He's in Blade. Uh, he's uh, in what no, we do Paul. in the shadows, where they make a joke that after being in Blade, he decided to become a vampire for real. He wasn't when they made the movie, but afterwards, he got such a good response that he decided to join the lifestyle. He really like he's like he really like getting his hands cut off. How do we? Okay, I, I've I've said before to friends, uh, Senator Meow and the sort, that Matt Berry should play James Bond in a one-off '60s parody, but I would also accept him as Batman. And a one-off, the Batman TV show parody, or throwback. I, I like. I, I think that um, they should just reboot Austin Powers with Matt Berry, right? Also, like that's, also that's what we yes. really want to see. Also, is Somebody, there dancing in Batman? I don't. I guess there is at the club. There's the club. There's yeah. a club, and also, oh, okay. A thing that was very funny is, is a dance of something. No, that's technical. Shut the fuck up, Paul. You know what the question was. <laughs> well, actually, fight choreographed fighting is the best dancing of all. Shut up, nerd. No, dancing is Start the best. Start talking fighting. about Batman. Uh, I thought that's why Capoeira. Capoeira. Get the back to talking artist. about Batman. Stop saying that. Oh God, he's got fake, a gun. Fake fighting is it? <laughs> I don't know what happened to my gun. Um, <laughs> it's Chicago. You lose, you find a gun all the time. That's a Wednesday. Lori um, Lightfoot, don't watch this. <laughs> it's Chicago. It's Gotham. Uh, times three. They use CGI to add mirrors and stuff. But, um... <laughs> shit. Uh, I, 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 one of the funniest parts to me, and there are a lot of things in this that I think we're playing with tropes that were very, like, you know, they're very straight faced, but also this movie knows what it is, which I appreciate. Um, Was when Selena Kyle's like, No, it's the club within the club. It's like, Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Of course, it's the secret club in the club. Yeah. Who yeah, the mafia and cops hang out at? Of course. It uh, is. When Selena Kyle's talking about uh, Forty Four Below, it's like that fucking tiki bar or whatever in the basement of. Uh, <laughs> yes. The ba- there's a, there's it's in uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, there is a uh, pizza. There's a, a local club in a club. Chain. Yeah, there's a local pizza chain called Mikey's Late Night Slice, and in one of the locations, if you go, if you go downstairs, trying <laughs> to find where the bathroom is in the building there will be a bouncer and you will be very confused. And then you will ask the bouncer where the bathroom is. And he goes, Oh, is that what you're looking for? And it'll point in a vague direction. That doesn't make any sense. But if instead you say, I'm here for the club, 
he will be like, okay, hold on a sec. And then he'll check and see how many people are inside. And then they'll let you inside a tiki bar that is hidden in the basement of the pizza place. That's that is inside fun. like a meat freezer. Yeah, you look like you're about to enter a meat fe- meat freezer from Goodfellas. And then instead they let you into a tiki bar. Um, uh, and sometimes you can just say, oh, sorry. Yeah, you got too many people in there. It's fine. I'm just going to text my friends who are in there. And then the bouncer will go... It's fine. And then let you in, even if you don't have any friends that are in there. Why do I feel like if you go to that bar, Peter Sarsgaard is there. And if you make co- eye contact with him, it is going to be a whole fucking thing for I, the rest of your night. That was, that was such a funny bit in the Batman is the three times that he goes into the fucking Iceberg Lounge and interacts with the twins at the front door. And the fact that they keep doing that again. This is a really from Desperate Housewives. This is a really and uh, the leftovers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that Peter Sarsgaard, a tremendous actor, is in this film. And I was spoilers, spoilers. I know that we said that we were going to talk about the Batman in full, but I just want to emphasize again: spoilers if you have not seen the Batman. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like anything's going to happen to Peter Sarsgaard, and then his head fucking explodes and he shoots batman across the room yeah and i gasped because i was like he's it's fine batman's not gonna let this guy holy shit he let the guy die oh my god that guy died which also two of the two of the other very funny things about that one is just um a plot element of this movie being the highest stakes uh hq trivia game that's ever (laughs) happened um to every single time what's the, what's the guy's name scott rogowski yeah scott, scott rogowski is the riddler, the riddler. Uh, <laughs> uh every single time that batman answers answers a riddle is the funniest thing in the world dude that first one is what sets it because it's the thing where gordon's just like what did the liar do well no it's just the what does the liar do when he's already de- or when he's dead and then it's just like a couple minutes go by and they're like batman you got to get out of here and then he's like he lies still <laughs> Yeah, that's true. everyone just looks at him and they're like, "You're right. That is the answer." The riddle. Yeah, I love that. I love like how fucking broad his shoulders are, and him just going into the like quietly just walking to the crime scene, and everyone's just looking at him. The, I love the like, cop that stops him and is just like, "No, nah, man, police only." <laughs> and Gordon, Gordon is there, just like, "No, nah, he's with me. It's fine. He's a full <laughs> head taller than you." I love how many cops Batman punches in this movie. <laughs> also, uh, really, like, it's nice that they did the thing, the classic thing, where the cop at the beginning, who's like, fuck you, Batman, later sees Bruce Wayne, and he's like, hey, Bruce Wayne, you're on TV, yeah, I love you. I love Bruce Wayne. Do you need, like, a water or anything? I hope that fucking Batman doesn't show up. Uh, a a thing I love that yeah. I think stands in contrast, and one of the reasons why I really did enjoy this film uh, is... You know, we live in a cultural hegemony uh, of the MCU, and I hate it. And I hate that my side won the culture war, and I wish that they lost. (laughs) I wish that the dweebs had lost the culture war. Mm -hmm. Because those movies The jocks will rise again. I can't wait. They they need to. But those movies are, like, shot on a fucking, like, in in the Atlanta airport. And I saw a clip of on Twitter earlier of the Spider-Man No Way Home, and you see the multiple Spider-Man from that film mock putting a mask on because the masks are CGI. Mm. 
And I loved that you could tell that Robert Pattinson in The Batman was actually wearing a rubber suit and it would squeak as he would stand there and look at clues like a big nerd playing an adventure game. No. And that just added such a tactical nature to this that, film. That is a great thing here is that yeah. like, all the times that you, you when you first get to the quote unquote bat cave and it looks like bucking shit. It <laughs> looks like like other than the like advanced so, technology. Wait, is that bat looks- cave actually under a bridge? I have I th- no idea. It looks like I it's an abandoned it, subway station. Or it, it, I think it's an abandoned subway station. Yes. It looks like Wayne Manor had an abandoned subway station. Like the oh, Waynes were so rich, they so, put in their own private. Yeah, the, the Wayne, yeah. It's like fucking Richie Rich McDonald's in the mansion. They were just like, yeah, we have our own It's Barbara Streisand's personal shopping mall. Yeah. But for public transit. But I love that it looks like garbage. There's bats everywhere. He clearly hasn't cleaned it up. He looks tired all the fucking time. You see him flipping through documents. Says like the Gotham Project Year Two, and I love that. I love that it's just like very clearly he doesn't know what he's doing. This is pretty early on. He is journaling every day. That's why. Yeah, he's journaling because he can't fucking sleep and he doesn't know how to keep track of time if he doesn't journal. And I love when he puts on the tiny sunglasses to solve the the riddle. Huh, it's interesting. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's just like it helps so much with this film that there are clearly sets and there is clearly somebody who is passionate working on the score and that Greg fucking Frazier, the king, is like shooting the fuck out of this film so it looks like something. <laughs> I also I think it's nice that one of the main criticisms I've heard is that one it's too long, it's boring, sure. especially at the end, and that Robert Pattinson doesn't emote. Even though I thought he was doing some incredible subtle lip acting. Oh my god, he understands that the most important thing when the cowl is on is the lips. Yeah, he's a the lot best of lip stuff. He is the best lips Batman since Keaton. Best lips Batman since Keaton. Who is the the king? Who are both the current Batman? That's fucked. Yeah. And if and but if, also if the the wish comes true, the Flash might make him kiss. Listen, the Flash is just a psyop, and you can't tell me otherwise. No, they did the they did the trailer at the beginning. They're like, "Here's all the other DC movies coming this year." I'm like, "Are they?" Yeah, exactly. What? Until I am physically watching the Flash movie, the Flash does not exist. Aquaman: The Fallen Kingdom, though, can't come soon enough. Straight up, three more years of this, and I'm What's just, up? I'm just gonna Blackout. watch football. I'm like only gonna watch football movies. <laughs> like three more years of them just because you're, yeah. In five years, they're gonna have Spider-Man and Batman fight because it's gonna make every dollar. And then like DC and Marvel are gonna get together and start their own country. Uh, just where- what? Just thinking of Spider-Man swinging the web, and then a batarang knocks the web down. And then Tom Holland is like, whoa, gee, Mr. Wayne. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. My last dad was rich, too. He died. (laughs) (laughs) I've so begrudgingly accepted that Tom Holland is a fun time that America loves to see in theaters. It's true. I can't believe Uncharted has made as much money as it has. Have you seen it? No. Me either. I wanted to go see it just to see how bad it is. Um. I almost did, and a friend was genuinely like, I will hang out with you instead. For the love of God, is this a cry for help? Tom Holland's basically like Michael J. Fox, right? Like, he's just a a, a little guy, a cool little guy that you you love love seeing. (laughs) 
I, I guess and so. Is there anything that you love seeing that guy from beyond his classic... Tr- Holy shit. I haven't thought of it until this exact moment, and I am wrecked. What? No, I'm just like... Is that like I'm like, oh man, I love Michael J. Fox. Do I love him for any reason other than Back to the Future? Spin City, that one show where he's a Republican. Everyone loves uh, that show. The Little Republicans. The episode of Scrubs where he plays the doctor with obsessive compulsive disorder. I he think also on a roof. I talk I think all the time about him just like continuing to wash his wash hands. His hands as, yeah. And he's like turning the light off and then turning it back on and the episode yeah. ends. Oh, yeah, man. Tom Holland could do that on Euphoria. <clears throat> that would be great if he just showed up to like could do do they do the Nosferatu SpongeBob bit, but it's Tom Holland. I would love that. They have tried uh, about... should play with Nosferatu. I personally I feel, like, I feel like to, whenever I watch Euphoria, I feel like it's a show that Tom Holland is not allowed to watch. But they should get him on there. I love I mean, I hate the, I hate that my Twitter feed and my YouTube algorithm are broken, so I see all of the weird fan cams that people have made of Zendaya and Tom. But I do love the just consist- consistent trait of him saying something barely funny and her losing her shit because of how bad she has it. And it's very cute. I mean, that's America, though. America has is down bad for Tom Holland. As we, well. Yeah, we all understand. Okay. Anyways, the Robert Batman. Pattinson. Oh, yeah. Yes. We like so, him, too. How did we feel about the intro, like the the opening, like monologue about what the what the Batman is? I don't remember the beginning of this movie because there was a a, um, an unkempt young man in front of me wearing a a shirt with an American flag Punisher logo, Punisher school logo, and I was was pretty sure he was going to kill me. Do you want to take a seat next to me? But you didn't say anything the whole time. I drove out specifically. I drove out specifically to see this movie with you when you were like, do you want to come on Think and talk about the Batman? I was like, perfect. I will come to Chicago and watch this movie, and I will wear my favorite new t-shirt. And you didn't say anything to me, even though I paid for the tickets, and I I sent you that email with the ticket, and you were silent the whole time. You brought your own canister, which is weird. That's weird. How do you sneak that into a theater? If movie you stuck that theater, into a theater prices are so expensive. If these you days. sneak that into a theater, how am I supposed to trust whatever you got else you got in your backpack? You keep reaching for. You look like in my it's head a what a shooter. Because looks like. I was afraid that somebody would come in dressed as the Joker. That's, it has happened before, and this it, is a sensible fear in America. It did, has did we, happened before. We, I was the good guy with the gun, and I didn't need to act. Just did like the Punisher. Talk, have I talked yeah, on the I get podcast? It now about how the first half of Midsummer for me was a fucking nightmare because it was 4th of July and fireworks kept going on outside the theater, but all I could hear was loud bangs, and, and like, this was not too long after the, like, second massive theater shooting, and I was, like, spent most of the first part of that film being like, do I need to hit the fucking deck? Like, what's, what is that? And then, it, it like, an hour into that film, I was like, oh, it's the 4th of July. And then you were like, oh, and Ari Alster is just, like, Weird about fat people and old people, women. Men. We get it. Heterosexuality is a curse. Ooh. I didn't like that movie that much. I love um, Florence. We did not have anybody in costume here at, at at the the showing that I went to, which was a. Matinee. We didn't have anyone in costume. We just had Ian and his Punisher shirt. 
Ian, Ian is Punisher shirt. It was very scary. So I, uh, what I know is the opening has uh, binoculars and then tape and then the mayor's dead. Yeah. That, I, so after that, I guess. You're but, talking about the introduction of Batman where he gives the narration talking about how he exists in the shadows. And yeah. you see all of the moments where it's just like... Somebody is spray painting. Somebody's and... doing minor crime, and they see the Batman like light in the sky. Yeah. And they go, "I gotta go." Yeah, and you have somebody who robs a convenience store and gets out and sees the Batman symbol in the sky, and then like a car almost hits him, they run away. I think that is really smart because it understands the whole like, "I'm not a man, I'm a symbol," and it does it in just like a really clear visual way that I found enjoyable. And I was talking to Nick about this because somebody was complaining that uh, online, because people that love to do that online, yeah. but somebody's complaining that that whole thing establishes that, like, well, Batman uses fear as a weapon, but that never comes back up in the rest of the film. And That's what the they miss, point of the movie. <laughs> yeah, what they miss is that the whole fucking point of the film is that, like, yes, his initial thing is fear, and then he learns, like, that is not the way to yeah. help the people of Gotham. The, yeah, because there's because the guy who's like, don't hit me. Yeah, don't hurt me. <laughs> and then he's like, he doesn't say anything. And then at the end, he reaches a hand out for somebody who's yes. like, stay with me, I'm afraid. That's literally the character's arc. Also, he sees an alt-right nerd with a gun, like, biting his line. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that, he did what, like, most YouTube commentary channels did uh, in three years ago, where they're like, ugh. And Batman, Batman denouncing Gamergate. <laughs> yeah. I do love the bit um, of the Riddler as just like a QAnon guy. Uh, I, and I, I, I will follow up on that. But I think the other thing that helps with the Batman introduction is that when he does finally arrive, they really fucking draw it out. Yeah, and you and like it's like the slowly walking out of the shadow, and all you hear is the noise of somebody walking. <laughs> yes, one thing I didn't get in this movie. It, the, so, uh, yeah, so there's a whole gang of people with like clown makeup on their face. Yes, but later we see the the Joker's in Arkham, so presumably yeah. that's a street gang. Didn't they do something like that in uh, Batman Begins, where it's like a a Joker gang because the Joker's in jail or something? Not that I can remember. I don't think the Joker really exists in Batman Begins. I, I mean, there might yeah. be people doing face paint, but but again, also it's Halloween, right? Like that's the other thing to remember. No, sorry, sorry, you... sorry, sorry. Batman Beyond, not Batman Begins. Oh, oh yeah, Batman yeah, Beyond but... has it where nope. there's the Jokers because yeah. But I mean, Batman Beyond's a sequel to the animated series where the Joker was a key character. So so I was thinking that like maybe the gangs are like his henchmen that he's locked up. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, but what I didn't I... get is that. They like the guy laughs right when he walks up and he's like, "Who are you?" When he's like, "I'm the guy that has the symbol in." This well, I I always appreciate the idea that Batman doesn't actually exist. Like that was the thing that the Keaton ones do, where they're like, "This guy isn't fucking real," and then they turn around and there's a guy dressed in a big bat costume, and they're like, "Holy fucking shit!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that guy's just like, "Oh, what idiot are you?" And then he gets the shit beaten out of him. I th- okay. yeah, I think the thing to remember here is that it is there's two things. A there it's early. It is, yeah, it's the second year. B, Batman, for like a thing that comes up in the comics all the time, is that no one really knows what he looks like because when people describe what happened to them to the cops as they're getting arrested, yeah. like, I got beat up by a big man, look like Bat. And they're like, what does that mean? Can you can we get a sketch artist in here? And they're like, yeah, he's a big Bat guy. I think, it, I think it was post. 
uh, post Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they made it kind of canon that like Batman had never been seen during the day, which is something that this film basically does. You see him like at dawn or at dusk, but like it's never the middle of the day and he's Batman, which is a thing Nolan would have happen. And I appreciate that. It's like basically it's always dark when he's operating as Batman in this film. I, uh, and it's so, just he operates as a sort of urban myth. I guess that yeah. scene would have worked more for me if like he comes out of the shadows and you just and they're like, Who are you? And then they see the things, the yeah. the the bat horns, and they're like, He does exist. And oh. then, then he punches yeah. him in the face. I wish they did the Eminem commercial. Well, I, yes, yeah. Well, they should do that. One guy should be like, oh, he does exist. And the other guy goes, I understood that reference. And then they get punched. <laughs> it, it, here's my complaint about this movie. It wasn't quippy enough, and it didn't have enough pop culture references. So what you, you want, like, if Batman was played by, like, Robert Downey Jr., for example? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that'd be cool. <laughs> He's got a drug uh, another, problem, though. They should probably cast someone safe like Tom Cruise. Another... Oh, <laughs> Doctor Strange and the uh, the Multiverse of Madness coming this May? Um, another thing I do like, and I'm, I, I've been trying to get other friends to see this film, and they're all like, oh my god, three hours. And I was like, two hours and what are you doing? Minutes. Yeah, two hours and 55 minutes. Also, what are you doing with those, like, it's whatever. But, do, uh, do you know how many fucking TikToks you could watch in the time it takes to watch this goddamn movie? Well, now that TikToks are like up to 10, 10 minutes, minutes, I really yeah. don't know. I don't uh, know if they've implemented that yet. But uh, that, but the Batman entrance scene is the thing that's going to... People are going to stream this on HBO Max in like a month, and it's going to look like shit. <laughs> uh, the, it's yeah. all bla- it is all blacks, and the compression is going to fuck that up like it was uh, uh, the, the, the that- Game of Thrones... Uh, you know, attack of the White Walkers part where it'll be like, I can't fucking see this shit. As in the screen, it looked great. That that uh, on my projector looks great. Um, when I saw this film at the theaters, the entire scene with the Joker and Barry Keegan as the Joker, I didn't know it was the Joker because I couldn't see him. Oh, like okay. like like it was the, there was the one line. Well, that where was the I point said, of it. You can't really see him. But there's other things. I looked it up afterwards, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he had the green hair." And I'm like, "Did he?" Well, you can't, you, that, that's kind of like inferred mostly. Okay. It's not immediately clear. Uh, so um, I was really hoping it was going to be somebody else. No, you can tell he's the Joker because he says there's worse things to be than a clown, and then Matt, he laughs like Matt what the Reeves. Joker does. I don't believe him, uh, but the director Matt Reeves, who I want to say. Great job, Matt, if you're listening, which I know you are. I know you're a big fan of Thimk. Mm-hmm. I also know you're a big fan of, as you know, since uh, that time we covered Felicity. It's weird that the guy who created Felicity went on to make The Batman. That is but... weird. <laughs> it's what happens when you're friends with J.J. Abrams. Also, congrats to Matt Reeves for blowing J.J. Abrams out of the water. Yeah. But uh, the Matt Reeves explained that there is a deleted scene that added more context for that scene. Uh and that it's not necessarily tearing up that the Joker will be the villain of two. Because the idea was that there was going to be a scene where Batman talks to the Joker in Arkham. To, like Hannibal, Hannibal style. Yes, right? to try and get a greater idea into the mind of the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And they cut that scene, but they kept that one on the end because it was kind of probably a studio note that you have to do that one. I'm but, glad um, they cut that scene. I they, am... They, only, um, and I, and I think 
this this could be segue for a topic on uh, to talk about with this movie. Uh, I am because I think that the smartest thing that both the Batman and the Dark Knight have done is just blatantly rip off great crime films. Mm-hmm. Where the Dark Knight is, what if it was Heat, but one of the guys is dressed as a bat and the other is a clown? And this is, what if it's Zodiac, but and Seven, for that matter. And Jigsaw. Where, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and Jigsaw. You're right. Yeah, it, it, he's, Saul, a lot sorry, of Jigsaw. Yeah, or, Saul. Saul, yeah, but a lot Jigsaw, of Jigsaw in the Riddler. Jigsaw is a film in the, in the Saw franchise. It sucked, but it... Yeah, it, but it's not Spiral, the Book of Spawn. Uh, from the Book uh, of Spawn. The Book of Spawn, of course. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, where they're just like, oh, what if we do, you know... That with the Riddler is that's a totally fine starting point for a Batman movie. Well, and I've I always could... felt that Silence of the Lambs, but whatever villain is also just a fucking good well, starting okay. point for a Batman so, movie. So, so on that real quick, the opening bit with this movie, I saw someone post the um, the screenshot from The Sopranos of Christopher Maldonado, where it's uh, the Godfather and Saul, and I was like that is the antagonist of this movie is yeah. Saul and the Godfather. So they brought his vision to light and it worked. Um, and I see no problem I with that. I like that basically uh, the Riddler was iCarly meets uh, Saul in this. That's Dude, incredibly worked that for me. that scene... That last scene, or the last Riddler video, where they like log into the, pa- the personal one, and he's basically like, "Hey guys, hey guys really thanks for the follows." The, like, follows. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Patreon about starting a Patreon. Let me know in the comments if you think that's it, a good idea. It uh, is. It, it, am I ridiculous when I say that is more insight to everything that the Joker that Joker was supposedly about? In that scene where you have the guy who's like all of this violence, and then it's oh, like yeah. the scene was like talking to the fans, and he's like. Oh boy, I can't believe this is happening. That was something <laughs> and, like, I yeah. chat is just like what gauge do I bring? That yeah. was something I really liked about this movie that I thought almost immediately that like people like Joker because of the 70s homages, but really it just directly lifted uh aspects of much better movies and then did them worse. But this like I felt like this was truer to kind of the 70s movie vibe because it is very much like a neo-noir. It's a throwback to those kind of crime films. It has a cool car chase, which I don't know the last time they did that and, and pulled that off, I assume, the 1970s. Oh, the Outside of the time, Fast and Furious franchise. No, no, no. No, no, no. The last cool car chase in a, in a superhero film is the 2004 Punisher film with Thomas Jane, whatever year that was, uh, where he... He is chased by Johnny Cash, assassin man. Can I? I this is. Uh, I apologize, but I don't hate the one in Black Panther with the suit uh, in Korea. I don't remember. It's not like all. exciting because it's the thing where it's like in the middle of the night and it just kind of looks like fucking CGI. But there are cool ideas in this. It's better than of the film. Like I don't know, Black Panther to me. The only thing I can think of that film now is how bad the CGI is in that final fight scene. It, it really is atrocious. Well, like Michael I remember B. Jordan was great. Yeah. No, it's it's the thing where they previs actions so and then they had to follow that thing. Which is why I always think the comedy directors and horror directors do a better job with your average superhero film. Because, especially with the MCU. Because it's, like, it's a yeah. genre film. It, it, it's the genre, and they can also be like, what if we did this? And then they're like, oh, that would work. And this, so they have to like alter the previous action a little bit. But if it's someone who's coming from like a dramatic or an action background, they just kind of roll with it. Uh, well, okay. Another fucking tangent. But again, Spider-Man 2, incredible film. 
You will never get a scene like in the middle of Spider-Man 2 where Tobey Maguire gives up on being Spider-Man and they just do a montage to raindrops keep falling on my head of how like happy-go-lucky he thinks he is now that uh, all this shit is like he's given up being Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2 is the second best Marvel-related superhero movie I put into the Spider-Verse number one, but I'm an animation nerd. Mm. That's good. The Batman is probably my favorite one since... Right also. Yeah, uh, the Batman is probably my favorite since Into the Spider-Verse. I liked this more than every single Marvel movie. It yeah. has an actual vision that I appreciate. It's goofy without being cloying or, like, winking at the camera. It's just, like... It actually is kind of dumb and funny. I it think is this is funny as shit. The, the fucking scene... Thumb drive is really funny. Dumb, dumb drive is really funny when he tries to land on the truck and just eat shit. <laughs> oh, I do want to talk bit. about that. I, I very specifically want to talk about that scene. But um, I think this is definitely my favorite yeah. superhero movie. And like in terms of like neo noirs, it's probably top three. Like I don't think it's as good as Drive. Um, I think like uh, Zodiac is Zodiac is great. Zodiac is probably better. But yeah, Zodiac is great. But the thing that the Batman has going for it in this, and this will sound ridiculous, but I feel like history will ultimately vindicate me, is it's the same thing. We're like, it's funny. It doesn't actually like the buildup was all like, it's so it's so dark and gritty. And then you watch it, and you're like, this isn't actually taking itself as seriously as we all yeah. made it out to be. That was just the marketing lie, which adds to the neo noir thing because the it, best neo noirs are where they're just like, this guy's kind of a fuck up. This movie, the Batman was funny in the same way that I think like Mad Men is where very funny yes. things happen, but they're not presented as jokes. Like you laugh I when think, the guy gets his hand or gets his foot fucking cut by the, the, the mower. Yeah. But if you were there in reality, you'd be like, holy fucking shit. This is awful. One of the most incredible th things like sequences of events is what you just mentioned. The one that starts with like all the cops every cop in a room about to murder Batman and James Gordon being like, get out of here. I got it. And then give me two minutes with him. I can figure out. And you're like, shit, what's he going to do? What does he know? And he's like, you're going to hit me in the face. Batman's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, no, act normal. Act like we're, act like we're having a serious conversation. Then you're going to punch me in the face. And he's like, okay, Here's what the do key. you know first? He's like, you're going to grab the key and then run. And he's like, and then he punches him and he just fucking runs. He <laughs> well, he has to lock the door first, which is the funny part about it is he starts to run and he's like, oh, I got to shut this door and lock it and then go up the stairs. And then, like and then you see... Like I, the funniest thing with Batman films is the moment you have to watch Batman move, and you have the part where he's sprinting down a hallway and he like bumps into an assistant and papers are like flying, and then there's a bunch of other cops who are like, "Hey, that way!" Yeah, so, when, so, when he and then he, he pulls in a fucking wingsuit that's no, like an airbag. No, when he goes up the stairs and then he's going up all the other flights and every single floor <laughs> has like thirty cops, like like they they send out like a beyond lookout inside the police station where they're just like the batman is escaping it, it's also kind of the the antithesis of the scene in batman begins where the cops are storming the building and he like jumps through that staircase part while bats are swarming and you're like wow he knows what to do and this is what he's just like fucking i'm shooting the fucking yeah. grappling hook i gotta get up faster and then he's at the top of the building how do I get up? They're coming, and then he just suddenly has like a weird thing in his suit that he looks like he's not sure if it's gonna work. And then he jumps <laughs> off the roof. And then uh, I also thought like this entire sequence is very clearly where like Matt Reeves watched Good Time, and he saw that, and he was like, 
but what if Robert Pattinson was Batman and had gadgets to get out of this situation? Because like, that, re- cause in that, that movie, like, Robert Pattinson is just like always running, like always running. Every situation he's trying to figure out how to get uh, get out of. And it, it really worked. Like I really felt that energy in that scene. And then uh, like, I, have you seen, has, have you both seen Good Time? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I really liked the Batman. I think it would be an even better film if at some point uh, Batman forced somebody to drink a Sprite bottle full of liquid LSD. Yeah. Well, also, I was going to say, um, in the Batman, a character jumping off a rooftop works out much better, even if they do use their weird inflatable suit. And uh, that they also- like his facial expression of just being like, like, it seems like he has not tested this, but he he's done the science to be pretty sure it'll work. And then he does it, and then yeah, he does not stick also, that landing, like, and it rocks. Credit for deciding to stay with it. So you see the parachute, and he hits the ground, and then he stands up, and then he just kind of shuffles down the alleyway, and then turns around and starts running away. And there's no one to be like, "Hey, that's Batman," which is just like it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. so fucking silly. Spider-Man took that guy's pizzas. (laughs) Yes! Another really good thing in this movie is how often, like, uh, Bruce Wayne is doing Batman shit without fully dressed as Batman. Just kind of like a a, a weird little guy. A weird baby. Him him following people on his motorcycle instead of it being Batman just always driving around in the middle of the day or Bruce Wayne in a fucking Ferrari. He's just like, I'm just a guy on a motorcycle. And and what you said earlier, the three times, um, is it three times when he when he goes to the club? Yes, because he goes yeah. first. He goes he as Batman. He goes as Bruce Wayne, and then he goes again as Batman. Well, he goes as De-suited motorcycle Batman. Bruce yeah. Wayne. Yeah, stealth, stealth, stealth Bruce. He he goes. He knocks, and he's like, "Know who I am." And then he goes again as Bruce Wayne, and he's like, "Do you know who I am?" And they're like, "You're Bruce Wayne." And they're like, like I want to talk to your boss. And they're like, hold on. Yeah, damn, that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Bruce Wayne. I thought the movie And then the last time really... where he knocked and he locks them out is yeah. the other thing he does. I thought the movie did a really good job of showing a distinction between uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman, not just in the way that, uh, I mean, not the traditional Batman versus Bruce Wayne uh, playboy figure, but yeah. just having like, and not even really portraying them entirely as their their characteristics being that different but rather like the way that every single person responds to them is different like you you mo- several ca- almost every character in the movie sees Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne and the Batman as Batman and almost everyone that like likes Batman doesn't like Bruce Wayne and likes Bruce Wayne doesn't like Batman like he so easily just walks in to talk to uh, Penguin and Carmine Falcone Whereas, as the Batman, he has to fight as well. Um, another really funny thing to me, to, to, to jump off of that, is the scene where Bruce Wayne goes to visit Paul Dano in Arkham. You mean the you mean Batman goes to visit? No. Is is it is it him as Batman? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the costume, and because yeah, and it's, it's when you finally see him without the mask, and he's just like Bruce Wayne. Yes, and they Bruce do the whole thing, they do the whole thing where you think that like, oh fuck, yeah. he's figured it out, that's, and then it's, and then and then it's slowly revealed through like a five minute conversation. That's like, no, he's just mad that like he didn't get to kill Bruce. It's Wayne. the Dude. one he didn't get. It's, that was so good because right before that, you have him looking at it all, and it's like 
That's the part where like Batman's looking at the thing and he's like, "Oh my god, he knows who I am." Yes. This is the end. And then he's like, so he like looks at Gordon. He's like, basically, he's like, "You're the only honest cop in this city." He's like, "What?" And he's like, "Time for the Batman to end." And then he goes and they shoot it in this super like narcissistic way where they lead you to believe, like, you know, of course he knows who Batman is. And then the moment he's like, "But we almost." We almost got him, right, Batman? And then, like, they hold on Pattinson, and you get to have that moment where he's like, holy shit, he doesn't know who I am. Yeah. And that's the thing. But he can't betray that emotion. Yeah, the thing talking about him not acting, he does a really good job of selling me on a person who's just like, I'm fucked, and then realizing in the moment of just like, (laughs) Oh, you know, but it's also like, stay cool, stay cool, stay cool. Yeah. Don't yeah. betray, don't betray. That the the subtle acting in that is incredible. Um, I also like. I was I was thinking about this earlier. I feel like that moment is maybe maybe there are examples that I don't know, but like that moment reminded me of the good part of the ending of Unbreakable, where it's just like these two people that are enemies, but like the Riddler really misread the situation like yes genuinely misread the situation it was just like you're a freak like me i thought like the genuine how quickly he realizes that 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 batman batman is not there to like watch the city explode and flood and just chill with him while everyone dies and he just like like it's a like he wails but he just gets it's like he's punched in the gut like it's just such a like oh no it was like watching somebody propose yeah yeah and then learning it was like oh my god it one of my favorite references it was like jonathan saffron four leaving his wife (laughs) and then natalie portman being like what are you talking about like it was that level of just like because and like he and, and that's the beauty of it is batman immediately like you're a sociopath and a freak. I don't believe any of these things. And he's like, what? I thought we had a life together. And Batman just dresses him down. So that, does that whole mean, scene. So does that mean the Riddler is queer-coded? Uh, is he like, it's like, yes, Batman and Everyone I in this movie, I don't everyone think in this movie is pan. Only yes. some people have realized it. <laughs> That's a better answer though. Here's something we also haven't talked about. We haven't really talked about uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah. So, and that's something else I, I just want to say real quick. Well, we're saving it, it best for last, which honestly, I could just say Zoe Kravitz. We could just go around saying Zoe Kravitz for 25 minutes and I'd be satisfied. Um, but uh, can I, can one, I, uh, we quote- should take a quick break. But uh, two, I want to say the reason I feel like that, that feels so foreign to us, where you're saying is this character crew coded, is because this is like the only, su- this is the first superhero movie in so long that's like actually sexy in a way that actually yeah. has like a sexuality to it that isn't like weird or aggressive oh, you but it's you just don't mean like the, the sex scene in the eternals the first <laughs> superhero film to show a sex scene despite drew bring, being in this movie i still haven't seen i it. uh this will be I, the lead into the break uh, i'm just gonna say it i uh i had messaged two dear friends a um Taylor Swift's Instagram post of Zoe Kravitz was perfect as Catwoman, my ideal movie. And I sent them that post <laughs> and I said, I assume this will be my review of the film. And then I left the film later that day or the, or the next day. And my, and I just messaged them. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And one of them was just like, so is this good or bad? And then I followed it with a screenshot of a tweet that was somebody saying hard nipples are the perfect accompli- or the perfect uh, accessory for every outfit 
And I, I folded it up with Zoe Kravitz preparing for Catwoman. And they were just like, okay, so you did love it. And I was like, yeah, it was a great fucking time. And also, like, I believe that Catwoman has had sex. And I believe that Batman has never once had sex. And that is an important part of his character. Yeah, the closest he's ever gotten to sex is driving around on a motorcycle. Okay. We'll just... When they ride through the tunnel, Bro. Hitchcock would be like, that was sex. Bro, the, the like, she, <laughs> she kisses him halfway through, right? Like, she kisses him halfway through the movie. Great moment. But at the end, when she's like, I, I got my money and I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to Rome so we can do an adaptation of that comic book as an HBO Max series before I yeah. come back to Gotham at the end of that series for the Batman 2. When they have that moment. And it's like, where they name dropped HBO Max. It is yeah. weird. But I get, you know, it exists in that no, Honestly, in terms It's a very of like, grounded universe. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It also, just like in terms of just like, like, you know, like plugging your streaming service, like I've seen so much worse. Yeah. You know? That's true. Like when you're watching, you know, The Eternals and they're just like, find out more about these backstories on Disney Plus. And I was yeah, like, when, uh-huh. when it cuts to Alfred opening up the mail and he's just like humming Wigwam's uh, song that's the theme of Peacemaker. I, I think it's nice. Uh, I thought it was a great touch when they played the opening of The Sopranos on the start <laughs> of the radio when Colin Farrell was driving away. I, 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 and he sang I, along for a second. He's like, whoa, cool. I actually oh, would, shit. I would love to see a scene where like he, he has that disc in his car and it like starts to play and then it starts skipping and then he just like rips it out and throws it out the window that would be nice but they're making a fucking uh penguin series so if yeah. that do- like that's just gonna be corrupted sopranos i'm looking forward to it uh but the the moment where like she's leaving and they look at each other and like robert penson does something really interesting with his lips where he like like kind of like pouts them a little bit for like a kid like he he looks he ready he's so subtle. he gets himself ready for the kiss yes yeah he like pump fakes the kiss basically but it's so slight ah, so good like he wants to go in but he's not gonna go in when i say there are shades of wong kar wai in this film it's because there are characters who should kiss but then they walk away damn or ride their motorcycle away in two different oh directions and speaking of going in two different directions of the turn, um, let's call it here for part one of the Think of the Movies, uh, The Batman. And we'll pick it up next week uh, with the rest of the movie. Until then, uh, well, like, subscribe, find us on YouTube, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter. Make sure you review us on wherever you watch podcasts. I guess iTunes stories can do it on Spotify. Anyway. Uh, just click all them buttons to make us look good. And, um, we'll, don't, and also, of course, don't think too, don't think, don't think too hard without us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>